from the Old Testament book of Zechariah, chapter 7, beginning in verse 8. Listen to these words by this prophet. And the word of the Lord came again to Zechariah. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Administer true justice. Show mercy and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. In your hearts, do not think evil of each other. But they refuse to listen. They refuse to listen. Stubbornly they turned their backs and stopped up their ears. They made their hearts as hard as flint and would not listen to the law or to the words that the Lord Almighty had sent by His Spirit through the earlier prophets. So the Lord Almighty was very angry. When I called, they did not listen. So when they called, I would not listen, says the Lord Almighty. And let us pray. Gracious God, indeed your word is, as it describes itself, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the bones and the marrow to the very center and core of our being. Now, God, I would ask once again for your mercy and grace. For I am weak, but thou art strong. And I am but a sinner saved by your grace. So may your favor and blessings be upon this moment, that your work may be accomplished. In Christ's holy name, amen. Please be seated. I would remind you the words of Dr. Arthur Calendino. He writes, Listening. Listening is one of the most meaningful ways that we can demonstrate our devotion to God. I said to you in this first sermon in this series that the Bible is filled with multiple examples of God communicating to God's people. We read about God speaking to Abraham and Sarah, who were childless, and God promised them a child even in their old age. We read about Moses and how God spoke to him through the burning bush, and Moses was given the Ten Commandments. We read about Joshua, And how God called him to follow in the footsteps of Moses to lead those ancient people into the promised land. We read about a woman by the name of Abigail who God spoke to her and called her to stand in the midst as a negotiator, an arbitrator between what could become a bloody conflict. And Abigail became for us even today a model of peacemaking. We read about a poor widow from Zarephath who God spoke to and she was willing to give the last little bit of food she had to the prophet Elijah 
And she would become a model of service and sacrifice. We read about Isaiah and how he was searching, searching for the right way to go in life. And God spoke to Isaiah and said, this is the way, walk in it. Throughout the Old and New Testament, we read about God communicating to God's people. Now, of course, none of this is recorded for us on CDs or DVDs or some other recording device. And some modern folk would like to attribute these things to the imaginings of a primitive people. But down through the ages, and even today, people of faith know that without a shadow of a doubt, there are moments in our journey of faith that we sense that God is trying to tell us something or to guide us or to give us direction. There are unmistakable moments when we sense that the one who gives life and sustains life is trying to communicate something to us. As I, as I ponder and pray about this subject, I wonder in my own personal life, and maybe you could ask yourself the same question, how many times has God had something to say to me and I wasn't listening? I wasn't paying attention. I said to you in that first sermon, I think God communicates to us today in basically four ways. I think He speaks to us through His Word. I think He speaks to us through His Spirit, that still small voice, that gentle whisper of God deep within. I think God speaks to us through other people of faith. And also through circumstances in life. But I am convinced that God speaks not in audible tones, but in subtle and sometimes almost imperceptible ways as God longs to communicate His will and purpose to you and to me. In the scripture reading this morning, yet another example of God speaking, but the people would not listen. Remember that text from the 81st Psalm? If my people would only listen, if they would only listen to me. And here today, through the pen of the prophet Zechariah, God communicated when I spoke they would not listen three times in those few verses that's those same words are echoed when I spoke they would not listen I believe that God is speaking and I believe that as we journey down this pathway of faith I believe that if we're truly sincere about the ever opportunity to further deepen and develop our relationship with God. You know the Bible says if we draw close to God, God will draw close to us. And I am convinced that, that as we travel down this 
this journey of faith. That as we deepen our relationship with God, as our spiritual roots go a little deeper, that there are times there's that unmistakable sense that God is trying to to speak, to communicate, to convey something to you and to me. And so I would like to continue this morning by first of all saying, there are times God communicates through people of faith. Now, the word of the Lord, according to the text, came to Zechariah. I am absolutely convinced that God oftentimes uses people, whether they're in the pulpit or in the pews, to communicate to us. Many women and children of faith. As clergy, it's it's a familiar comment. People will say after a sermon, you wrote that sermon for me. No, we do not write sermons for individuals. That would not be appropriate. People say, you were speaking to me. And we say, no, God was speaking to you. Not George. Not Dale. Not Dean. Not Zach. Or some other clergy person. But God uses men and women and children of faith to speak to us. I was reminded this week, a number of years ago, in one of the churches I served, there was a businessman, and he he had a nice business. He had a house on the water and a beautiful family. And one day I just happened to stop by his business, and he called me into his office. He said, there's something i got to share with you. And so he proceeded to tell me that as a teenager he started smoking. And for over 40 years he had been a smoker. And many times he had tried. He had tried to to find freedom from the bondage of nicotine. And somehow time and time again he would fail. And he would fall back into the trap. But one Sunday morning as he and his family were preparing to go to church, his teenage daughter said to him, Daddy, I don't want to go to church today. I don't want to go to church anymore. And he was stunned and he said, Why? And she said, No, wasn't that. (laughs) She said, Because I don't think I believe in God now. And he asked why. And this is what she said. She said, I've been praying for a long time that you would stop smoking. And he shared with me at that moment, he knew that through the lips of a child that God was speaking to him. And because of that moment, He was able to find freedom from that addiction, from that bondage. God speaks through many women and children of faith. How many times have we as parents or grandparents had our children or grandchildren say something to us and we knew 
We knew that God was trying to communicate something to us. God only knows how many times people in the congregation of Trinity United Methodist Church have said something to me and they had no idea. They had no idea that they were saying something that I needed to hear and I sensed without question that was a message from God. Listen. If my people would only listen. God speaks through men and women and children of faith. And by the way, getting back to the little girl who said that to her father, again, remember the words of Jesus? The little children, the little children will lead them. And indeed they do. And lastly, I'd like to suggest that God speaks to us through circumstances in life. God uses experiences and circumstances and events in our life. The way God orders and orchestrates life. There are moments when things happen. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that the way it all came together, that somehow God's in the midst of it. And God has a message. God's trying to communicate something to me. God spoke to Noah through a rainbow. God spoke to Gideon through wet and dry fleeces to demonstrate His presence and power in life. God spoke to Jonah through the belly of a whale to establish a new ministry. God speaks through events and experiences and circumstances in life. And we have to be sensitive. We have to be listening. We have to be keen to that subtle and sometimes almost perceptible voice of God in human life. In 1992, Anna Gallagher writes, It was the darkest day of my life. At the age of 31, diagnosed with breast cancer. Two little children. She writes, she and her husband got in the car to leave the doctor's office. And it was raining. And her spirits were as dark and damp as the weather itself. She closed her eyes and laid her head back on the seat. Her husband, knowing her well enough, didn't say a word. But just allowed her to process that devastating news they had just received. She writes that in her mind, she was crying out to God. God help me. God give me a word. God give me some hope that I can survive this. That's when she heard the voice of her husband. And look, he said, look. And she opened her eyes. And there before them, driving down the roadway, the sky had, had opened. And she saw a beautiful rainbow. And she writes, I always love rainbows. And I knew at that moment that God had a word of hope for me. And that God was saying, it's going to be okay. 21 years later, it is okay because she's doing well. But God spoke to Anna 
to a rainbow and gave her a word of hope that it's going to be okay. We need to listen. We need to be listening for the subtle, ever so subtle voice of God in human life. By the way, the last verse in the text I read to you is pretty sobering. For Zechariah writes, when my people did not listen, so when they called, I did not listen. History records that at that time in the history of God's people, the land became barren and desolate. I'll let you fill in the blanks. I wonder how many times God had something very definite to communicate to you or me, and we were not listening. We were not paying attention. We weren't, we weren't perceptive or insightful enough to try to listen to the still, small, gentle whisper of God. God is speaking. And we need to be listening. Now I'm going to close with this. You know this. We've all seen it many times. You may not realize that in 1978, one of the most lasting and indelible business advertisements appeared. And it still appears today. At times 35 years later, business people, you appreciate that more than anybody else. 35 years, E.F. Hutton has been running that advertisement when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. Remember how it goes? It always shows some scene where people are busy, where people are doing something. There's a flurry of activity. Things are going on. People are talking. People are doing things. Joggers are running through the park. Commuters are on a busy train reading papers and talking. People are at a party and they're conversing with one another. People in the airport in a long line talking and getting ready to check their luggage and all that. And all of a sudden, one person says to the other, Well, my broker is E.F. Hutton. And E.F. Hutton says, And all of a sudden, the space falls silent. It falls silent. And I wonder that when God speaks to you or to me, the only reasonable and rational response is to fall silent before God and to listen. What is it that young man says, and we'll, we'll do a sermon on him. Samuel, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Gracious God, May indeed we have ears to hear, spirits sensitive to recognize, and not simply hear, but to listen 
and pay attention to whatever it is you would have to communicate to each of us. May we be faithful to that end. I pray in Christ's holy name. Amen.